podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always is his wife, Penny. How are you doing today? I am doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Of course, we just got done testing the mics, so hopefully this is the best sounding show ever. Yes, hopefully it is. Uh, You and I have been talking about, you know, we're moving our living room upstairs. For our listeners, like, we live in a loft house. It's like a barn. Think of a barn. Well. (laughs) And uh, like one, well, a small barn. Yeah. It's kind of a small barn-shaped building, and like half of it is just one big open area, and then the other half has the bathroom and the bedroom and then up above that is a loft area and uh like we've rotated around a lot with how we live in this house but we're all kind of cramped downstairs for whatever reason (laughs) yeah i don't know either um well i mean for a while there we just didn't know really who was where and when so yeah (laughs) we don't need to get into the details about why this probably happened but yeah the upstairs uh eventually went unlaf or went unlaughed. <laughs> went unused. <laughs> was left unused and uh, turned into a kind of a dusty storage area. Because the other problem with this place, no central heating or air. Right. You don't realize this stuff when you buy a house that you really do want like a ventilation system in your home that circulates air and sucks the dust out. So yeah, downstairs, uh, kind of uh, fairly dust free only because we battle it <laughs> every other day. It feels like, uh, but yeah, upstairs then turned into a big dust pile, but we got it all cleaned up, so I'm looking forward to migrating our us back upstairs. When are we going to do that? What are we waiting for? You to get off your butt and decide to do it? Well, it's a, there's a TV question. There's not a TV up there, so, and this one's kind of pooched, but yeah, I mean... But we're going to get it up there anyway. Well, we'll need a TV up there for sure. So, yeah, I think it's about time. We should uh, put out on Facebook that we need a a kitchen table. You know, if we put that out between our families, especially my family. Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) We'll get a nice dining room downstairs. We'll look like real adults. Yeah, but I don't want to do that right now. I just want to wait and see how everything goes with us upstairs and what this downstairs kind of incorporates into before I decide to really put a dining room table down here. that's a good idea. Yeah, let's make sure that we got the room and we actually use it, or don't use it, so that we can have it. The other thing I worry about with the dining room table, knowing the two of us, it's yet another flat surface to set stuff down on. The uh, kitchen bar area is always covered with stuff, constantly kind of battling it from each side. You got your half that you use for your laptop and your paperwork and whatnot. And then the other half of it is used for food preparation. And I feel like we're always pushing back on each other like little kids with their school desks together. Yeah, we are. It's a, it's a mess. So hopefully, yeah, if we can get uh, my laptop upstairs, get me a desk of some sort, and then we can have this whole counter space for food prep and things like that. But you're right, that's, that's another reason I'm... Because... Love you, Mom. No, you're probably not listening to this, but my mom is notorious, too. Would we have a kitchen table, it was full of papers and mail and books, kind of like our uh, coffee table is right now. Oh, I knew who I was marrying. Yeah, I, <laughs> we dated, and I walked into your parents' house. I visited often, and I saw the scene. So, yes, I come by it naturally. I'm not the best housekeeper, and I have a lot of, but on the other hand. You get the Lysol wipes out, you use them. And you throw the dirty one away, but the canister that the Lysol wipes were in doesn't go back under the counter. Yeah, well, we can discuss that some other time. But <laughs> what I'm looking around at now is 
your collection of stuff, eight tracks everywhere, albums everywhere, video games everywhere, and it's like, it would be nice to have those put away so you don't have to look at them every day. Yeah, well, up in the loft area, there is kind of a, a great spot to put stuff, kind of for storage slash display, just because the ceiling gets so low that, you know, only like a five-year-old could walk through there, so... right. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get it all sorted out. We'll get this we'll get this house back in ship shape Bristol fashion. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> but now that we've uh discussed <laughs> our Ah, where'd my window go? Another thing too that I'm looking forward to is kind of having this whole podcast situation more central and like on the fly. So you and I could be sitting on the couch, flip on an episode, and then instantly we just turn on the podcast machine and go to town put the mics in front of our mouths and talk you know where now there's microphone there's microphones and cords all over our little living room yeah that's true dogs that's true. wandering around yes and they were all nice and quiet until we get the microphones out and now we got one of them walking around she had to go outside hopefully she's fine <laughs> she went out did she even do anything outside well, she, she, did, she did go down so i'm oh, okay. i'm assuming she did go to the bathroom well that's good at least the trip was worth it sometimes it, it annoys me when they want outside just to go out look around and then turn around and walk back in that is annoying <laughs> it's like how badly did you need to go out you dumb dog but you never know when a squirrel might be running through or a bird Season 5, episode 12, Swap Meat. I gotta tell you, I, I, this was a fun episode. It really was. Uh, so there's no recap to it, and that, I have figured out, is a sign that this episode's gonna have nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> exactly. It's not gonna have anything to do with a storyline, story arc for the season. So, no recap. What we see is Sam's at a bar. And he is acting like a total dork. He's like, I want to order an alcohol. Like, yeah. What? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you what you thought when you first saw Sam acting like that. Um, well, let me tell you, as soon as he ordered a banana daiquiri, I knew it wasn't really Sam. <laughs> right. I mean, that was just a saying and alcohol and i'm 26 i was like okay something's weird then he orders a banana daiquiri i'm like okay well you know three times the charm that's you know how you make a joke out of that is you do it three times and it's just like okay well this isn't him uh a pretty uh you know nice looking um blonde of a certain age turns to him and starts hitting on him and i was kind of thinking i think she's a little old even for real sam yeah, yeah, she was. But she was quite attractive. Um, also, did you notice that Sam knew that her name was Crystal? She introduced herself as Crystal. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, yeah. This new Sam is not psychic. Okay, well, that was another thing. I thought she, he knew her name without... I missed that she introduced herself. So I was like, hey, wait, what's that up? <laughs> Well, she asks if they want to split, and then he's like, I just got here. I want to drink my drink. And she's like, no, leave with me. And then he's like, oh, are you talking about the sex? <laughs> yeah, the sex. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Yes. The sex. Yes. Like, just like he said, the alcohol, he also said the sex. <laughs> Which, okay, once we get into this, I want, to, I want to circle back around to this scene. We will circle back around to this scene. Um, 
the camera pans around, and this is this is a pretty cool thing. Supernatural does this all the time to reveal what's really happening. The camera pans around and reveals behind her head that she's talking to like a seventeen-year-old kid. Right. You, the there was a mirror behind the bar, and in the reflection of the mirror, you saw who this kid really was, what he really looked like, whereas looking at the character looked like Sam. Yeah. Um, then it's the stinger graphic beginning of the episode. We come back from that and it says 36 hours earlier. Sam and Dean, uh, they're sitting down at a former babysitter's house. Yes. Uh, it seems to, that she knows that they're hunters. Uh, she took care of them once in a while when John had to go out. Which is weird. They keep going on and on about how they were left in hotel rooms for days. And then we learn, oh, there was a perfectly fine lady that took care of them, too. Why well, have they so- never brought her up? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. But I'm sure there are a lot of times that it was just Sam and Dean on their own and Dean was in charge. Yeah, I'm thinking a, a chi- if you really had a childhood like Sam and Dean, you would have a million aunts and uncles. You know, those close family friends nobody you know they're always been there and you just call them your aunt or your uncle right right that's what they would have had um so this family they have a ghost problem and sam and dean are there to help first they heard bumps in the night and then the daughter now has something carved in her stomach what was that it said murdered child and child was spelled c-h-y-l-e-d c-h-y-l-e-d l-d-e okay uh, you're going to have to explain to me later how that comes into this whole thing, because I didn't get it. Uh, then we see Sam and Dean at a diner. Um, Dean, of course, orders his, like, double Baconator. They come up with, like, insane names for the burgers he's eating. Yeah, but you know what? It's a burger with lots of bacon on it. Yeah, it's just, like, the big burger-ass bomb. And the cup. then it was, like, then they had a really fruity name for the cup of salad. Like... The Healthomatic Shake. <laughs> yeah, if you remember years ago, remember this aired in 2010 also, places like McDonald's and things, they put shake in a cup. Salad in a, a sal- cup. Yeah, salad in a cup, and then you just pour the dressing and you shake it to kind of distribute the dressing. And-, and it mixes up all your ingredients. I wrote in my notes, I love those. I love salads in those big cups. You're right, it did mix up all the ingredients for you as well. It mixed the ingredients, it mixed the dressing, it was not messy. Right. I love salads and cups. Like, honestly, if there was a drive-thru that, like, specialized in, like, a, you know, certain, like, all all the famous salads, you know, Caesar salad and those other salads Cobb salad <laughs> yeah Cobb salad you really couldn't do a wedge salad since that's, no. that's a specific no. wedge of lettuce that gets dressed <laughs> um, but yeah chef salads did you already say that no but okay. I was thinking like a Waldorf salad oh wouldn't that be so fun if there was a fast food place that had great big salads the big salad from Seinfeld <laughs> that's what you could call it Jerry Seinfeld, if you're looking for a business idea, I think invest in the big salad. <laughs> I would I would go to that place. I love salads. And salad in a cup so you could eat it while you're driving would be amazing. Yes, that is true. Although you would have to use a fork and you probably shouldn't be driving while you're holding on to a salad in a cup in one hand and a fork in the other and steering with your knee. That is frowned upon in many states. Oh, probably all 50. <laughs> Well, that's a good reason to buy a Tesla. It'd be a nice marketing campaign. (laughs) 
All right, let's move on. Uh, Dean asks Dean asks Sam if he would if he wants the uh, the perfect life with a wife and kids, and I think Sam says no. It's pretty incl- I, I didn't quite catch what, what his response was. Yeah, he said no because the reason they were talking about that because they were talking about their their former babysitter and now she's married, has a daughter, and so Dean was just asking Sam, "Hey, would you like that apple pie?" apple pie kind of life and Sam was like no not really so Sam is there uh, they're at the diner and he's doing research on their house come to find out the house is super old by the way if you were friends with a bunch of hunters why don't we know all this information about this damn house already but <laughs> and why if this house is that old uh, is it the poltergeist or ghost now just starting to act up and yet again, you're friends with a bunch of hunters. I was none of this picked up on. Like, don't anyone have like a magic charm that glows purple when they're around evil or something? I no. Don't know. So yeah, there was a lady. She was hung in the backyard in 1780 for witchcraft. So they figure this is pretty cut and dry. They, it's an angry ghost. Um, I'm kind of getting a little wore out with the supernatural. Oh, this is a cut and dry case. We'll be out of here in five minutes. Right. Because it never is. Uh, Maybe they have those adventures, but we never see them. It'd be fun to see an episode where they just like burn through maybe six demons. They just show up, solve the case, kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Like every commercial break is a win. Well, you you never know. Just vignettes. Just, Just give us six vignettes all right in a row. It could happen. You never know. Um, the so the kid uh, that that's working in this diner then at this point, they pan to him, and it is the kid from the opening scene. And right. He's sitting there in his diner clothes with a great big shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, he's kind of eyeing Sam up and down, like, hmm, I would like to look like that. Yeah, he's he's smiling, uh, very too, too big. <laughs> At night, then, we see Sam uh, walking down the street, talking to Dean on the phone. I don't... Well, how do these two get split up so much? They're not watching each other's back as they should be. Well, I think Dean was back at the hotel, and Sam was probably at the library doing research and finding out um, oh, the story about sense. who was hung in the backyard and what happened. He And he, you know, he was looking for what happened with the body, because naturally they need to find the body and burn the bones. So that's what he was researching. Gotcha. Well, Sam hears a noise, and then all of a sudden, Sam gets hit in the neck with a blow dart. Kind of one of those old school blow darts that they used to have at the county fair. Or what I thought. Then I was like, oh, the the 17-year-olds are involved. They got the blow dart at the state (laughs) fair. It was always weird that they gave out blow dart guns to little kids at the state fair. I don't. The Butterfest, there was a blow dart stand. I don't remember that at all. $20, you could walk up, have a big tube and a whole bunch of darts to start rocketing around the neighborhood. Um, Well, he gets woozy and falls over and passes out. We then see uh, Sam, he's in the woods, he wakes up, and now he's wearing the diner kid's clothes. And so it's pretty obvious, I thought, like, uh-oh, they just switched bodies. He's walking down the road, and the cop pulls him over. And the cop says, oh, thank God we found you. Your family is worried sick. They've been looking for you. And at this point, they call him Gary Finkel, I think, is his last name. Yeah, his first name is Gary. Let me just look. 
<laughs> just the last name Finkel. Always. Frankel. Oh, Frankel. Um, well, Sam gets in the cop car and gets a ride home. And they show up at someone's house. Probably Gary Frankel's house. Mm-hmm. Sam gets out of the car. He's really confused. The family comes up, gives him a hug uh, like he's been missing. He's having really weird responses to the family. So the dad asks, are you drunk? At this point, then, Sam turns around and sees his reflection in the windshield of the cop car, and he realizes he's a kid yeah. in the diner. I don't know if he, I don't think he put together that it was, he worked at the diner right then, but. I don't think so either. Well, because Dean was the one that went up to the counter and got the order, so Sam probably wasn't even paying any attention to who was yeah, at the counter. Yeah, he wouldn't have even noticed the uh, uniform, necessarily. No, not at all. Because even when. When Sam sees the reflection of this kid in the window, he points at it like, who the hell is that? So naturally, the, the parents think he's on drugs or drunk or something. Yep. Well, back at the hotel, um, where I'm going to call him Fake Sam, <laughs> is there. Dean comes in. Fake Sam hands Dean some food and uh, says, we need to split. And he didn't just hand him food, but he, like, bought him a burger and stuff, right? He got him his order from the diner. Right. Exactly. Again. Again. So fake Sam uh, is like, we need to split. Dean wants to know why. And he's like, well, the maid came in and she found <laughs> your stash here. There's just a bunch of guns and weapons and nonsense. And then Dean's like, why'd you let her in? And he's like, I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> so at this point, Dean should have knew something was up because he knows Sam knows better than to let the maid in. But Exactly. Like right there. That's rule number one. Mm-hmm. So they load up. They get ready to leave. Sake fam at. Sake fam. Fake Sam. Fake Sam asks if he can drive. Well, before this, though, um, he went out to the car and he took all the phones, all the backup phones, out of uh, the glove box and put them in the dumpster. Fake Sam did? Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's why, yes. Man, we got to find... I got to mumble into a microphone or something for my notes and transcribe them later. I totally missed because I was looking down typing. Right, right. Yeah, that's the first thing he did is he, and I was thinking, oh, there goes John's phone too. That Yeah, he took him and threw him in the dumpster. Um, wow, okay. I'm glad I know that. That's, okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, he gets in and he gets, he's all excited, you know, he, allowed to drive and then he doesn't know how to drive he puts it in reverse and he floors it and he crashes into a dumpster dean yells at him yeah why didn't dean right then tie him down he should have because sam knows how to drive obviously he's driven baby many times before uh we see then sam calling dean on his other other cell phone you mentioned this in the past how they've got a bunch of different phones um, and leaves a message uh, saying that he's in the wrong body and he thinks he has asthma. <laughs> uh, Sam then calls the hotel and learns that Dean and fake Sam checked out in the middle of the night and the front desk guy is like, oh yeah, uh, Dean and Sasquatch left. The guy in the leather jacket and Sasquatch. The guy in the leather jacket and Sasquatch. So yeah, made uh, Dean sound cool and Sam sound like a monster. Big, tall hairy beast <laughs> <laughs> so uh sam is looking through gary's uh stuff for some clues as to what's going on he finds a box of witchcraft stuff in his room uh hidden under a uh, busty asian beauty's porn which seems to be the only porno magazine in this universe 
as we all know, that is Dean's favorite. But yeah, you're right. He, <laughs> he had a copy. One. Um, his mom calls him down for breakfast. Down at the breakfast table, the dad lays into him about his plan. His plan of taking the ACTs and going to MIT and, you know, his future. He's 17 years, you know, at 17, that really is a time that you need to figure out if you're going to work or go to school in a couple of years. Um, and then this is a pretty funny scene. So you got Sam inside of Gary's body. And then he starts asking about himself, like, have I been moody lately? <laughs> have I been walking around with witchcraft demonic symbols? What about a big book? <laughs> have you seen me with that? Pretty hilarious uh, whole scene right there. Um, he tells, like, the dad to shut up for a while or something, <laughs> yeah. too. It's, it's really bizarre. The, Gary's got a sister that's looking at him with her jaw just on her plate. Right, she's like, I can't believe this is you're acting like this now. Um, so Sam is brace, basically a maniac at this point. He, uh, then he reaches over onto the mother's plate, grabs a piece of toast, and takes a big bite out of it. Have you ever grabbed toast off of someone's plate before like that without asking? Even your own mother's? No. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, could you imagine snatching toast off your mother's plate? No, I don't I know why he thought that that was okay. <laughs> yeah, even I Sam and Gary's body. Right, I don't know why he did that either. Um, well, then the mother's like, oh, don't you remember? You're allergic to gluten. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Next thing we see is uh, Sam in Gary's body uh, coming out of, the out of the bathroom, like holding his tummy. Sounds like it was a rough ride in there. He left <laughs> yeah. some tough stuff behind. <laughs> uh, this sister stops him in the hall, and he's like, you know, like, what the hell's wrong with you? And what are you doing talking about your witchcraft? Or what are you talking about your book? If your parents ever found that, you'd be grounded for 10 years. So, yeah. like, the sisters and the brother, they seem to be tight with, like, what they're doing. Right. She knew exactly what book Sam was talking about, but fortunately she didn't say anything at the breakfast table and waited till she had him alone. And said, yeah, if mom and dad find out about that book of yours, you're going to be grounded for at least 10 years. All right. Now, at this next scene, um, fake Sam and Dean show up somewhere, <clears throat> get out of the car, and then fake Dean or fake Sam tells Dean all about the witch in the basement. Can you clarify what happened there? It happened so quick. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Okay, I guess they're off. Let me see. Yeah, because Sam was supposed to do the research on this. But Gary already knew the tale. Because um, Dean said, like, well, since you didn't find out, we need to find out where this Maggie Barnes or whatever the heck the the chick's name was that got hung. Let me just get my notes back here. Maggie Briggs. That's who was supposedly got, you know, hung as a witch. As a witch. Um, and so Sam Gary, what do I call him, says, oh, she's in the basement. And Dean's like, what? Oh, yeah, it happened that this, this man, um, she was accused of being a witch, but he was the man's, she was the man's lover and was pregnant with his kid. And so Dean's like, oh, that's why then this girl in the house that's living there now had the murdered child etched into her stomach because not only did the woman get killed, but the unborn baby got killed. And so that's when Gary's like, and she's buried in the basement. He's like, I've been researching this. And Dean kind of gives him a look, and then he says, you know, since last night. 
So that's what that was. So okay, it sounds like so they you, were. So that's where they showed up at. Where'd they show up in the car? I the think they were just library. No, I think they were. I think they were just walking to the car to to go and try and find more information on where she would be buried. Yeah, I don't. It just they just popped out of nowhere yeah. with no context, yeah. really. So it, it appears that it was a local legend that Gary knew a lot about and had been doing a lot of research about it in the pa- for the years, past few years. Well, if Gary has a big scary witchcraft book, yeah, I'm sure he's all into it and local lore and whatnot. So they hop in the car and drive off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now at school, uh, Sam, as Gary, uh, is looking for his locker, uh, runs into some friends. He totally freaks them out. By, by, and they ask him, like, are you still drunk? I'm like, no, but just, he says, yes, I'm loaded or something like that, but can you tell me where my locker's at? He uh, goes up to the locker um, quickly just by listening to the lock knows the combination <laughs> i don't know how that works but thought you know it's cheap high school lockers probably could if you know what to listen for maybe um inside then he finds a great big thick old crusty witchcraft book and sam's like oh this is bad very very bad <laughs> So now down in the basement. So they're in the basement of their former babysitter's house, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Dean and uh, fake Sam, Gary, are looking around. Um, Dean is starting to pick up. and Sam isn't really no. Sam as think. I, no. My notes are a mess. Yeah, they were uh, in the basement. I put, you know, he was acting weird, and mentioned, Dean mentioned something about willow moth, and Gary said, oh yeah, that grows over witches' graves. So Dean did kind of give Sam an odd look, but that was about it. Oh, yes, yes. Now I realize what I was trying to write in my notes. Yes, the whole willow moth thing, and Dean, I, Dean it's starting to unravel in Dean's head that, that this isn't really Sam, because he's being a goofball and saying the wrong things. Um... So we see Dean starting to dig up the grave to burn the bones, and in behind him, though, we see fake Sam with a shotgun ready to shoot Dean in the head. But something tosses fake Sam against the wall. Dean hops up and goes and helps him, and then Dean gets tossed against the wall. The ghost of a girl shows up. Fake Sam says, that was sweet. Well, because she, as this, this ghost was attacking Dean, of course the ghost goes up in flames and they cut over to fake Sam and he was over the grave and he had salted and burned the bones. At least burned the bones. Anyway, I don't know if he knew about salting it. So, yeah, I guess that was sweet. Oh, it was fake Sam that lit it on fire? Yeah, because Dean was dealing with the ghost, remember? Okay. Hey, man, I'm, I'm missing details looking at my hands as I type. <laughs> Why do you need to look at your hands when you type? Uh, because this stupid program like wants to autofill every other word for oh, me. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I end up with gibberish on the screen. <laughs> because I'll have, you know, some big long hexadecimal code from something or other. And then, yeah, it'll auto find that. There's a perfect match. Um, so, no, I do have to keep looking down to make sure my notes are in properly. Uh, back at school, uh, Sam, as Gary, uh, is trying to leave school. And his friends uh, come up behind him, try to stop him, and then eventually just shoot him in the neck with the blow dart again. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, where are these kids getting these knockout drugs? For I have no idea. Maybe off the internet. You know, crazy kids these days. 
I don't know. It seems really odd. But whatever. I guess suburban kids are into funny things. Back at the bar, uh, Dean and Fake Sam are there. Dean calls him out. Uh, Dean calls out Fake Sam for eating a cheeseburger, and he's like, "Hey, I like hamburgers too, right? Sometimes." He yeah, tries to play it off, and then Fake Sam goes into how he had such a great day, and uh, says how great goes on about how great he looks, and glad glad that he gets to kick glad that in the plan he gets to kick ass. I have no idea what you're talking about, but he calls, because he thinks that Sam and Dean probably sit there and eat burgers and drink all the time, and, and you know, Dean's like, this is so unlike you, and he's like, oh, I'm just in a good mood. Dean, you're a good guy, you know? And um, so, yeah, that kind of <clears throat> threw Dean off a little bit, too. I don't know what your notes about kicking asses, but yeah, he, because Dean mentioned that was just a simple, you know, what what was so great about today? That was a simple poltergeist we got rid of i don't know why it was so awesome gary was just happy that he got to kick ass as near as i can figure is what my note means <laughs> <laughs> so they have a shot and they continue to drink then fake sam goes on and on about how dean is such a good guy mm-hmm. we're back then at the beginning of the episode uh dean's kind of looking around and spots fake sam hitting on that uh, crystal chick i think her name was mm-hmm um, fake Sam leaves with the lady and then like turns to Dean and says we're gonna go do it <laughs> so Dean's just, yeah, look on his face is like okay that is not Sam yeah that was a, a I have Dean looks worried <laughs> well back with the real Sam uh, he's now tied up by his friends uh, from the high school and he, they ask him if he killed Dean yet. Right, because Trevor, this friend's name are Trevor and Nora, and Trevor asks Gary if he's killed Dean yet. And Gary's like, well, no, I haven't yet. Been kind of busy. Well, there he is sitting in a bed in a hotel. Looks like he's naked because he's waiting for his that woman to come out. Uh, they tell him that he needs to do it. And then Sam, you know, remember he's in Gary's body, asks what is going on. And the kids will like say that, uh, well, Dean is Hell's Most Wanted, and they want to collect. Girls said that a month ago they were in the basement with the book, and he went into a trance and drew a picture of Dean. She's talking about Gary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary went into a trance. Gary went into a trance and, and drew, drew a picture, a picture and she showed it to me. Yeah, it's definitely Dean. And then Trevor Mays. And Gary can't even draw, so... Sam lets them know. By not, they know that the, that that isn't the real Sam or real Gary. They, they know that they Sam knew all along. Yeah, they knew all along. It's just that they were trying to, you know, hey Gary, what about the plan? Why are you skipping school? Trying to make probably Sam think that they didn't know what was going on. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, Sam lets them know that they're messing with the demon and they are way over their head. The one girl she wants to chicken out, um, but. The other guy that's with them uh, gets upset, and he's like, no problem, I'm just going to summon a demon now and cash in on uh, finding you two. I would like to know, though, the leap between... Did then they do a bunch of research on Dean? Like, how did they... Just because he drew a picture of Dean, what, then it was just a happenstance that he came into the diner and he spotted him? Yeah, that's like, what they made it sound like, is that, you know, 
Gary spotted Dean at the diner and reported back to his friends. They know, hey, time to cash in. There's, they're offering a reward for Dean. How does how do they know that he's offering a reward for Dean? Did he learn this in his trance? Yes. How do you think they do? Well, I got that he drew a picture, but it wasn't a want. He didn't draw a wanted poster. No, did he? but no, but the demons let Gary know that he was Hell's most wanted and had him draw a picture, so they knew who to look for. Okay, got it. Um, back at the motel. Uh, we see fake Sam uh, sneaking in after his night of uh, lust with an older woman. <laughs> uh, he, he grabs a gun and he goes in. He spots Dean sleeping in bed because there's a big lump in the bed. So he lurks up behind with a gun, about ready to shoot. And then Dean gets the drop on him and punches him in the face. Because <laughs> it was just some pillows under some blankets. Right. Uh, Sam Back with Sam in the basement, uh, their friend's house. Uh, he's begging them to stop. He's like, "You're, we're all going to get killed, you dummies. And sure enough, though, that one guy, he summoned up a demon, and the demon went into Nora's, that's the girl right. friend, Right. Uh, goes into her body, and she's like, ooh, dinner time. <laughs> and uh, she, I think the other guy brings up, like, hey, we got Dean and Sam. Well... She he mentioned we got Dean, but then she looked at Sam. But and it's supposed to be he's supposed to look like Gary, but she could tell that was really Sam in Gary's body, because she did mention you mean you have Dean and Sam's meat suit. Yeah, the guy gives up where Dean is at, and she goes over to Sam, and yeah, she knows that Sam is inside of Gary's body. Uh, the demon is all happy to have both of them. The guy asks for the reward, and she is like, well, my undying gratitude. How about that? <laughs> Basically learns that he isn't getting any damn reward. So then he yells at her, I want my reward. And Sam's like, just shut up. Shut up and shut run. Up, you big dummy. So first he asks for a million, and she's like, well, why not 10 million? And he's like, yeah, 10 million. It's like, anything else? Like, oh, I want so-and-so to fall in love with me. Ooh, love and money. Well, here's my counteroffer. And then she punches right through his chest and grabs his heart. Yeah. I don't know if he, they show him pulling the heart out or anything, but it's like she punched right through his chest, though. She had a bloody hand. Yeah, she did have it. So, yeah, you knew that uh, Trevor was no more. <laughs> well, now we see that Dean is uh, finally checking his messages. I'm guessing that... Um, Gary gave up, you know, admitted to him that he threw all the phones in the dumpster. Well, I think that Dean, because they were still in the hotel, and if you could tell, Dean was on the hotel phone. Oh, he was dialing, yeah, dialing he was remotely dialing into his voicemail. Mm -hmm. He didn't have because he didn't have his no, phone. No, he doesn't have any phones anymore. He's got to turn off service, get new numbers. What a hassle! That little kid's a prick. I'm assuming they go back and get the phones because of the fact that. They was, I believe they still have John's phone in the future, so they must go back and get the phones. Okay. Good. I'm glad that loose end is probably tied up. <laughs> yeah, I think they don't really explicitly yeah, say it, that's, but that's what I assume. Yeah. Uh, fake Sam is tied up and scared. Uh, Nora Demon shows up and tosses Dean aside. Right, shows up at the motel. 
back in the basement so sam is now like all alone just next to a dead kid uh but he sees in the mirror that he's just the little pipsqueak so gary so he can't break out of his ropes or anything or wiggle free or nothing Mm -hmm. so he's looking frustrated with the situation back in the hotel room we see demon nora uh asks what gary wants you know what, what's what reward is he looking for and he's like i want to be a real witch <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of pinocchio yeah i want to be, <laughs> be a real boy um so she's like sure just one thing uh just need you to go meet the boss and he's like who yeah uh satanic lucifer or something i mean she used some big flashy name like whatever you guys are calling it these days. right and he's like do you mean the devil? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. And Gary's like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to bug him. I don't want to put him out or something. It's really funny how nonchalantly he went with that. Yeah, I just don't really want to bother him. He must be pretty busy. <laughs> uh, we Dean uh, then has the knife, comes up behind, tries to stab her, but she gets the best of him and beats the hell out of him. Uh, Gary then, he's he knows uh, exorcism spell, so he starts in on it. So Nora goes, Nora Demon goes and like turns after Gary. Well, then Dean knows enough about exorcism spells that then he's on the other side. And so Gary and Dean go back and forth with Latin, with her caught in the middle until she smokes out. And Gary is just standing there completely dumbfounded by this whole situation. Right. He, I mean, he's never seen a demon smoke out of a human before. So, yeah, he's like, he's oh. He's seen a lot in one day. He saw a witch light on fire. Yes, he has. He's had quite the education this day. So then we see uh, Sam and Gary are back together. Uh, Gary does a spell to switch all their bodies back. And Gary's just like, oh, sorry, guys, my bad. And then at this point, I'm like, my bad? You, One of your friends died. One of what seemed like a close friend right. died. What do you mean, my bad? Why aren't you in trauma right now? <laughs> um, Dean's like, you know, if you were voting age, we would kill you. And then he's like, he kind of has a look on his face like, ah, bullshit. Turns and looks at Sam, and then he's got the same look on his face like, oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah, we would. <laughs> uh, so they warn him, like, you better straighten up and fly right. They uh, take and drop Gary and Nora off at, I think, Gary's house. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. And uh, gives him some advice. He's like, hey, you know what? That that chick, she likes you. Not just because you're into worshiping Satan. Yeah, she's not. He, what Sam says, she's not into Satan. She's into you. That's the only reason she went along with it. Yeah. And uh, like, you got you know, you got a th- good thing here. You know, even though you think it sucks, make a, you know, rebel against it. Make your life your own. Um, then I put says he wishes he had Gary's life. Sam says he wishes he had Gary's life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so they say their goodbyes, hop in the car. I'm still wondering what's going to happen to that dead body of the kid that's laying in someone's basement. Yes, that never gets addressed. And that was even brought up on IMDb. It's like no one ever addresses the fact <laughs> that there is a dead kid in his parents' basement. And there are going to be repercussions for that. <laughs> I mean, I thought we were going to get 10 years of grounding for a witchcraft book. A whole dead kid has got to bring at least 15. <laughs> at least. Maybe more. Um, very odd. But hops in the car, and it all circles back around then to the conversation of the diner. Because Dean's like, that was nice what you said. 
And Sam's like, oh, fuck that. I lied. His life sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, totally lied. <laughs> uh, Sam, then they turn the car on. The radio's too loud for him, and they uh, turn it down. That's a callback to something that happened earlier when they were driving, because fake Sam at the time loved the song that was on and turned the radio up. Yeah, had Dean turn it up. And Dean, that's going to look kind of funny, too, because usually, yeah, Sam is wanting the radio down. And so, yeah, so Sam asked him to turn the radio down. Everything's back to normal, and Dean throws out a nice, antiquated, 40-year-old reference. Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> yes, he does. Talk about a show that will probably never get a remake. How are you going to do the Sweat Hogs again? Yeah, you're not. There, you could not make that show. It's like you could not make All in the Family now. You could not make a yeah, lot of those shows a now. class full of uh, immigrants and Puerto Ricans. Yeah. <laughs> They're the underdogs. Whatever. A show like that nowadays, it'd be a class full of immigrants and Puerto Ricans is like the uh, upper class, you know, the brainy class. Exactly, exactly. They'd flip it right around, because we don't, can't laugh at people. Okay, so, yeah, this is a pretty fun episode. Um, just, you know, zany antics back and forth. Uh, it's horrible that there's a dead kid in the basement. Which, I don't know, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, Sam and Dean would have probably been able to help them clean it up but still like someone's gonna eventually notice that that kid's missing yeah when his parents come home from wherever they are uh there's they're gonna notice and put out you know they're gonna walk into the house and be like it smells like rusty nails in here (laughs) because it even says on imdb after the final battle when nora and gary return home there is no mention of trevor who is lying dead on the floor (laughs) No one gives a shit about Trevor. <laughs> That's terrible. Trevor, you're a fuckstick. <laughs> um, the other thing about this episode, I really want to sell it in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm really bummed that we don't have any lettuce here. Well, you know, the town's not that far. Get ahead of lettuce. Yeah. Other yeah, salad ingredients. Fine. <laughs> we're fine. Uh... So, did you like this episode? Yes, I did like this episode. It was kind of a, like you said, it was kind of a fun episode. Yeah, just this one. Up. It, it's, I didn't, you know, I didn't piece together the witch and the baby and the, you know, I, I that whole story about, the whole story about the creature under, or the thing under the house was like such a, just background, this is why we're all together, but the real story is the switching bodies thing. Right, right. They were there at that town to deal with this this ghost for the former babysitter, but then all this other crap happened. Yeah, so that whole storyline, it really got lost to me. I didn't know it was carved in her stomach. I didn't know why it was carved. I, I didn't, like, who's this ghost kid that keeps popping up? I, I All of that still baffles me. I don't. I don't know, and I really don't care how pieces <laughs> together. I, you know, the lady was hung, and what? They killed her kid too, or, or she was pregnant kid? at the time when she okay, was hung. Okay, then why was the ghost like twelve? No, the ghost was older than that. I think she looked very young. But you got to remember, this happened in the 1700s. People got married when they were twelve and had kids when they were twelve. So was the ghost? I mean, so the ghost was of the witch, not the unborn child. Well, obviously, it couldn't have been the ghost of the unborn child. I don't know. She looked really young. <laughs> she looked she like into. She looked cherub-like. You know, not your typical witch. Now, if it wasn't like an older lady that looked all haggly, then I would have easily put it together. Well, no, which is, 
Remember, there's Glinda the Good Witch. She doesn't look like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, so that, yeah, that, uh, and then I didn't know, like, what is, how is she force tossing people around? And she's a ghost. Me. So other than that, um, deaths one, Trevor on <laughs> Trevor in the basement. Now that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> we never talked about our supernatural T-shirts yet, have we? Yeah, we have. Did we? Yeah. Okay. We have talked about that before. Um, I was trying to find out how old the actress is that played the ghost, but it doesn't have her birth date, but she's definitely an adult, even though that episode is 10 years old. Um, yeah, according to IMDb, the body count was two, and I'm trying to rack my brains. What would have been the other body? Because the only one that died was Trevor. No one else died. There's, there's no way. They're going to count the hound witch. That's... That's the th- that's the problem with IMDb. There's no rules. They could be. We always piece it together with like a you know some person that they shouldn't be counting. Right. So yeah, where the second body comes from? Because Trevor's the only one that dies in this episode. Everyone else, you know, some people get tossed around. Someone gets words carved into their stomach. But other than that, no one else died. I really should look at that IMDb and see if we can submit our own information. Because then we could break it down by all deaths, spiritual deaths, and corporeal deaths. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's really what they got to break it down to. Um, I don't know. It's weird that that information's even on IMDb. <laughs> got to have a body count. <laughs> well, it's not like CSI. Look up CSI. Is there a body count for those shows? Hard to say. Probably is. CSI, well, <laughs> it would be terrible, but yeah, if CSI SVU has a rape count in it. That's Law and Order SVU. A Law and Order SVU, yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, how is that any worse than the death count? I don't know. You know, people die. <laughs> Shit happens. What can you do? Shit happens. <laughs> All right, Wonder Bar. So that's been our uh, episode uh, 12, Meat Swap. Swap Meat. Swap Meat, yep. I really wish it was about, like, uh, you know, a, a real swap meat, where you go and you you buy knockoff products and secondhand goods and dig through people's old collections. And I love a good swap meat. You don't, though, do you? I hate that. It's you, like, I have enough crap of my own. I don't want to buy someone else's old crap. You also don't like garage sales. Hate garage sales. Auctions, flea markets. No. Like all of these things are off limit to you. They're not off limits, but I hate them. The to me, the only reason you would go to a garage sale is if you knew someone who had a baby, young children, because kids grow out of clothes so fast that that is a good way to get different outfits for them without having to pay full oh, price. Absolutely. If you have a kid, you have to go garage. Exactly. Sale. Other than that, sorry. I don't know. I like taking a wander through, see what I need to add to my uh, old stereo. Oh Jesus! Collection. Yeah. Yeah. We Atari need collection. We need more crap here. That's for sure. Eight track collection. Yeah. Record collection. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. <laughs> Just think, if I die before you, you'll have to get rid of all this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good thing I'm 10 years older. <laughs> and I'll probably go first. That's terrible. 
Yeah. What about my parents and their collections? Oh, it's all yours, baby. <laughs> I can't wait to sift through building after building after building of stuff. It's going to be a riot. Okay. That's fun talk. What's tomorrow's episode? Season 5, episode 13. The song remains the same. No, that's a reference to... Isn't that a Beatles reference? Let me see. I'm pretty sure that's a Beatles reference. Is it about Killer Beatles? Because uh, I think we saw that one once. Yeah, that was called Bugs. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't want to watch that episode again. Ever. It's named after a song by Led Zeppelin. Oh, screw them. God, <laughs> Dan I... is not a fan. You know what? They're fine, but they're always on. Every day I have to hear a damn Led Zeppelin song. Even yesterday, I didn't even hop in the car. And watching the football game, there it is. Freaking immigrant song. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, blow it up your ass. <laughs> like, you killed that song when you used it for the Thor theme. Thor theme. That was it. That was the pinnacle. Stop okay. it. Okay. Let everyone forget about it. Okay. Awesome. So we'll listen to that tomorrow. That was really loud in my yeah, ear. Yeah, it was really loud in my ears, too. Oh. Jesus. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over, join us, and say hi. But even better yet, we got this website called coupleofidgets.com that Penny takes care of every day and posts new episodes. So you can download the episodes. Have you been adding the download links? Yes. Awesome. So you can actually download the MP3s. That was a feature that we were missing for some time, and I didn't realize it. Oops. But you can stream it. So you can download it. You can stream it. And, you know, there's a little player thing on there. So it's really easy. Even if you don't know about podcasting, you can go to our website every day and uh, get the latest. But there's also information in there on how to subscribe through iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and someone else that I always forget about. And there's also some other information on how to get a hold of us if you wish to. Which, I don't think I've looked at that email address in forever. We have, like, a couple of widgets.com. I wonder if anyone's ever emailed us. You have to check that out. Man, you know, I'm an old person. you got to get a hold of me by Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>